Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. I'm Bob. And I'm Bax. And we're the Movie Blast. And guess and what? Us. We watch movies so you don't have to. That's what we do here. This is true. So, Aaron. So, Bob. What did we watch this week? Man, you calling me Aaron. You dropped on that government name. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You, just, you just out me live. They know now. They know now. Man, I've been outed. Um, but but we watched Desperado this week. Yeah, it it's a fabulous film. Uh, it's one of uh, my favorites from the 1990s. Um, and Robert Rodriguez directed and wrote this. I like how I'm like a Tarantino guy, and you're like a Robert Rodriguez guy, and like you and me are friends, and like Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino are friends. Absolutely, yeah. Like, I think Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino live in the same space, but have such a different voice. And that's what I really appreciate about Robert. Uh, when you watch a Robert Rodriguez film, it feels like a Rod- like a Rodriguez film to me. Um, and I think his catalog kind of is El Mariachi, Desperado, Once Upon a, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Like, those are his Mexican films. And then you go into his Spy Kids movies. And then you go and you take a look at like what they collaborated on, which is Four Rooms. And I think you just see that Robert has a very interesting career. Um, and the fact that they worked on From Dust Till Dawn together was very... Enjoyable? Yeah, it was very cool because you get to see both of their styles. Because you get the Desperado style of film with the Quentin Tarantino kind of writing and it's just it's a very that's a solid movie and it deserves its own cast um but yeah so robert rodriguez you're my guy uh wonderful work all right Bax. well hit me with some movie facts man i would love to so desperado was released on august 25th in 1995, like you said, in the heart of the 90s, it was shot on a budget of $7 million, and it pulled $25 million at the box office. I think it was actually like 25.8, so it did well, um, and like we already touched on, it was written and directed by Robert Rodriguez, your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that this film came out of El Mariachi, which Robert uh, basically made for the spanish audience for seven thousand dollars and just kind of wanted to sell it to um, basically any spanish-speaking like media conglomerate so um i just want to let you know right now i'm gonna spoil desperado so if you haven't seen it on television or on dvd throughout the span of your life pause now or you're going to find out the movie revolves around Bucho. We highly recommend it. It's definitely worth a watch. Absolutely. So, the story begins with a man walking into a bar. He sits and tells the story of the mariachi. The bar is filled with bad guys and is visited by a man holding a guitar case. The mariachi is searching for Bucho, the man responsible for the death of the mariachi's wife. He goes into the bar that the story has been told and kills everybody he makes contact with. 
during the fight, he's injured and walks out and a man attempts to kill him and he saves the life of a woman. She ends up stitching him up. She learns that he is the mariachi and she actually works for Bucho and runs this bookstore that Bucho kind of helped buy her. So Bucho visits her and kind of interrogates her, lets him know, lets her know about the mariachi and he comes back to his place and kind of thinks that she might be hiding the mariachi. So he sends men in to burn down the bookstore and kill both of them. They escape from the roof and the mariachi has his chance to kill Bucho, but he doesn't take the shot. He decides that the only thing left to do is call his friends. Armed with a guitar case rocket launcher, two machine gun guitar cases, and a guitar case filled with guns, the three of them take on the cartel. The mariachi actually sees that a child was shot who he had previously taught to play guitar. He and his friends continue this epic gunfight, but his two friends are killed. The woman helps the mariachi steal a jeep and take the child to the hospital. They leave and go to the place where Bucho lives. He comes face to face with Bucho, and it's revealed that the mariachi is his brother, which is why he didn't kill him on the roof. Bucho decides to punish the mariachi with the same punishment that he'd previously received. Uh, the mariachi refuses to have this happen and saves Carolina's life. The mariachi kills Bucho, and, the, and they visit the boy at the hospital. He then leaves town, and Carolina goes after him as he's walking down the highway. The mariachi th throws his guitar case, but then thinks better of it and brings it along, and they drive off into the sunset together. So, Bax, that's the plot of Desperado. Man, it's a good movie. It was enjoyable. I had a good time. I think it had been a couple years since I'd seen it, so it did hold up. This is my first time watching it. You'd never seen Desperado before. I'd never seen Desperado before. I remember watching Once Upon a Time in Mexico just because of like the scene with Johnny Depp, you know, and like his eyes are bleeding and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I, I'd never seen Desperado. And I've still never seen what comes before is it El Marachi. Yeah. So it's definitely a fun film. So Bax, what was your least favorite part of this film? Man, I think my least favorite part of the film, like endings in the films can be important. And the ending here where it's revealed that Bucho, who our boy's been searching for like the whole movie, turns out to be his brother. I don't, I don't think I was really feeling that. Maybe it just seemed like kind of far-fetched for me personally. Yeah, it's, it, it ends in a situation where they walk inside of the compound and the whole cartel's there. They, they can't go in there as just like, hey guys, we're here to fight because I'll just get shot at immediately. There's no word. So they're not able to get into the compound without having something like, hey, I'm your brother. I'm also the mariachi. Because they both realize that, oh, it's you. And they wouldn't have been able to talk. There would be no dialogue if, it, if they weren't related. If on yeah. site, they would be like, oh, uh, you're dead. Like there would just be gunfight. So to have that conflict at the end, to have that, the speech that, that they're both able to give, um, 
yeah, like it would never have happened unless there was a, a larger relationship underneath it. Now, personally, I, I, I doesn't really matter to me. They don't look anything alike. So the casting was kind of funky to me, but yeah. also uh, I don't need them to be brothers. I would have rather just have it been a pure revenge film where he goes into the compound and shoots up the place. Uh, let's say boondock Saint style. And just takes everybody out and it's game over. And then they drive off into the sunset. Now, for me, that's just as fulfilling. Because we didn't actually see anything at the cartel. It's just a shot and it goes to the hotel. That's it. Yeah. And, and that kind of made it feel like anticlimactic to me a little bit too. And mm-hmm. the whole film is pretty like full throttle, like high energy, like super cool action sequences, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you get to the end and like you said, that transition is kind of abrupt. Like, thinking of things that I wasn't really feeling about the film, I think those would be my two. Okay. Yeah. I think for me, it was the, in the beginning of the movie where you see Bucho during their um, like musical performance and stuff. And you see the man in the white suit. Um, when he goes to light a match on his like henchman's face and then lights a cigarette. Yeah. Like, that doesn't really, does that, does that make sense? I don't know. Is that how matches work? I don't think so. Um, and then there's also the throwing knife guy who's played by Danny Trejo, which overall, I love that Danny Trejo's in this movie, but they take, and, and he's able to take a very unrealistic character, which is a knife throwing guy and kill a bunch of people with guns. Yeah. So the fact that you're able to suspend your disbelief long enough to be like, Danny Trejo is out here just throwing knives and just killing these folks. Super neat. But that villain is stylized which i appreciate and it's kind of cool but it doesn't really fit with the uh guitar case full of guns movie to me mm-hmm. um so Bax, what was your favorite part favorite part man quentin tarantino shows up that was neat yeah like, like quentin you're my guy if you guys listen to our reservoir dogs episode you know that i'm a fan of his work so to see him in the film even though it's kind of like a cameo thing I dug it like the fact that Robert Rodriguez who, and you touched on like his first film having a budget of like $7,000. Right. And for this one, he has a budget of like $7 million to work with. And then he has stars like Antonio Banderas and like Selma Hayek to work with. Like that's, that's just awesome. You know? Um, so that's definitely something that I loved about it. And just like the tone of the film. So like there's, there is the super stylized action, which is super well executed like better than some stuff that we see in films today. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's like jokes, you know, like there's humor and the way that they like blend it all together. Like it doesn't feel like forced. It doesn't feel like shoehorned in. Like it just like, yeah, it just like goes. Yeah. I think my favorite part was actually Steve Buscemi in the beginning of the movie, setting the tone of the film and telling the story of the mariachi. That bar sequence where he's going around and like the the light dims just for him and he has all of these moments where he's able to paint what the universe is and what uh, Antonio Banderas can do. Yeah. Um, And I think that the music throughout the entire film paints the scenery as well and places you in Mexico, Um, especially the intro and when there's a traveling montage to go to the next city, like all of those little pieces of music really put you there. So I thought that was really cool. Um, And then the, uh, the extreme close-ups. So from like a technical aspect, the handheld camera 
and the inventive point of view. Like there's this uh, when they're in the hotel or not the hotel, when they're in her room together and you see the gun POV where you're seeing behind the gun and he's like pointing at the guys that are walking and he'll eventually kill uh, that they'll come in and he'll start just killing. Um, So, and I think the really fast paced editing, the fast paced action was, was great. Especially uh, when you're talking about Danny Trejo shows up and he's got the throwing knives and there's like this car that pulls up and like there's like like the windows of the car like have windows that can pop open so people can stick guns out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's those little things in the movie that kind of make it very unique. And this is the it's about people that have guns in guitar cases, whether it's a rocket launcher, whether it's like the machine gun guitar cases. And those were super cool. And I remember when I was a kid watching this for the first time, I was like, yes, this is awesome. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it's a super great film. Um, And then Robert Rodriguez actually after, um, so in currently he has El Ray network, which has a bunch of different content that he's curating. So he's putting on TV shows that he likes. Um, he's putting on movies that he enjoys. And then he's also bringing like luchador wrestling and things like that to everybody. So he's pointing like, hey, these are things that inspire me and what I like. And so I really respect that he likes what he likes. Yeah. Lucha Underground's huge. Mm-hmm. Shout out Pentagon. Shout out Johnny Mundo. Yeah, totally. Yeah, shout out Brian Cage hanging out there now and then. I'm a Brian Cage guy. Yeah, me too. I know everything that you're talking about more than you. Yeah, you're way deeper with wrestling than I am. This is true. Yeah. Um, I so digress, yeah. though. Uh, Bax, any other things you want to add? Man, should we talk about what people on the internet think about this movie? Yeah, how, did it, how was it received? So on IMDb, it's rocking a 7.2. I think it sounds about right. Like when I think about IMDb in this film, that sounds fair. Um, Rotten Tomatoes is an interesting one because it's one where the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, 61% of them gave it a positive review. But like the general audience, like general users, 79% of them gave it a positive review, you know? Um, and like I'm with the general audience. I, I liked it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for what this movie is, because it's an action movie and it's not, out there to really hit you in the head with a message. It's just uh, an enjoyable popcorn movie. Yeah. But you have to look at the time period that it was done in. They're, they've got a giant fireball. They've got people jumping from rooftops. They've got rocket launchers. They've got machine guns. And uh, it's probably one of the best um, choreographed action films that were made in the 90s, in my opinion. Because, I mean, that all of that gunplay, this is before The Matrix. Like it's, that's how I look at it is it's, it's pre matrix and it did a great job. This movie is a B to me, man. And like, you're like a nineties guy, you know, like when I think of like you as a movie watcher, like the eighties and nineties, that's your stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for you to say that about this film, I think that's high praise. Uh, I'd give it a B too. I think for all the stuff that you mentioned, like the action is super stylish. Um, I think I already touched on, like there's some movies I go and see today in theaters I think this is better done than that stuff. It just feels like so fun, so playful. Like Robert's obviously living his dream, right? Like he's having a blast. His friends are in it, like Quentin's showing up. And uh, yeah, like it just, it just feels cool. You know, like Antonio Banderas is just 
charisma, coolness, just dripping off from the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the movie itself is awesome. I highly recommend it. You should go watch it. All right, Bax. Well, if they're looking for any other podcasts, they should go over to GameZillaMedia.com and check out GameZilla, check out Noobs and Dragons, Legend of Retro, and the Last Action Podcast. And if uh, they want to talk to us directly, well, how would you how would you tell them tell them to get involved? Man, I would love if people that are listening. Also, if you're listening, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And then, like Bob said, if you want to get in touch with us, the first way is Instagram. So you can go over to the gram, Movie Blast Podcast. That's us. Um, you send us a DM. We'll respond to it. You drop us a comment. We'll like your comment and respond to that as well. And you can also go to Gamezilla Media's Discord. And you can interact with me and Bob there. And like Bob said, all the other like nerdy interests you might have, tabletop gaming, video gaming, whether it be current or retro, there's people there as well. So yeah, find us in the Discord too. Yeah, and right now, as of today, we're uh, still waiting for you to submit movies so that we can randomly draw a crowd-picked movie. Yeah, definitely. So if you find, when you find us on the gram, you'll see a post. It'll say, you pick the next movie, simple enough. You leave a comment. And like Bob said, we will select one of those and we'll do an episode on it. All right. Well, that's it. Well, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Well, see you. See you.